0: Hey, guys, this is Tina Recklage, and you're listening to the Grow & Go podcast, the show about growing, challenging, and encouraging each other to dig deeper than the social norms. Let's grow and go together. Well, hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Grow & Go podcast. Uh, this is where growing, encouragement, and weekly motivation is given freely for you to hear. Um, I have a feeling that the specific episode is really going to resonate with a lot of people um, because we've all been thrown off by something. And to start off this show, um, I'll be telling an embarrassing story of when I was thrown off and when I was caught off guard. So uh, with, without further ado, let's dig right into the embarrassing story of the week. So this happened five years ago, and this is right around the time that I I got my first car, Blueberry Betty, which I mentioned on an earlier episode. Um, Blueberry Betty is my first car and my only car, and it's still the car that I drive today. And trust me, I don't know how she is still working because she is, uh, she's getting old. But anyway, um, this is right around the time I got my first car. So I was pretty excited and I was you know hyped. I was jacked about this. I wanted to take this car. I wanted to put a lot into it. You know, I put a lot of money towards it, you know, get speakers, like get lights on that, hit the floor, you know, like, um, different things like that. Like I was so excited that I finally had my first car. And so I thought to celebrate my first car, I would take, um, this girl I had been kind of interested in, I would take her out on a first date. So, um, so I took her out. So we had decided that we were going to go to the apple orchard near my house. So I picked her up. Things are going great. You know, I got her coffee. I made a really good first impression. And overall, I felt like it was going smoothly. Like we were, it was good. It was good. We were listening to music. You know, I could keep going on about how good it was, but maybe I'm just trying to convince myself that it was good, (laughs) but, but, uh, um, but it was going well. So we're in line to get into this apple orchard, right? And keep in mind, it's a Saturday morning. It's, like, fall weather. Like, everybody wants to go to the Apple Orchard. So, of course, me and her wanted to as well. Hashtag basic. But anyway, so we're in line about to go into um, the Apple Orchard where my new car, Blueberry Betty, all of a sudden, her the he- it started heating up. That little uh, gauge next to, like, how much I have gas left, uh, that thing was all the way up to H, which was overheating so i'm like oh shoot so i turn off my car and she's like what's wrong and we're in this we're you know we're on the street and we're in line you know there's a ton of cars and i'm like i think my car's overheating so i call my dad i'm like dad my car's overheating what do i do he's like all right basically my dad was like all you need to do is every time you move up turn on your car move up turn off your car until you get into the apple orchard um, and hopefully by the time that you guys leave the apple orchard, your car will be fine. So I'm like, great. And so in this long line on a Saturday morning for the first 30 minutes of our date was basically me starting off my car, getting extremely, extremely overheated. Like we were sweating. We couldn't turn on the air conditioning and uh, like, it was just bad. We had to roll down windows and I had to keep moving. my, I had to keep starting my car, move up a foot, turn it off, like at a stop sign and, uh, it was just overall so bad and it threw me off guard because I had just gotten this new car and I was so upset that Blueberry Betty let me down for the first time because trust me, there were more times that she, there were more times that she let me down, but this was the first and this was a first bad impression. So, um, to this day, that girl and I are not dating. Um, but it was a good, it was a good first day overall besides the car part. So, <laughs> But that threw me off guard. Uh, So putting that aside, let's just jump right into this episode. And obviously, if you read the title, it's when life throws us off. And so life throws us off guard. In our lifetime, things happen that we don't see coming. And just like how my car died that day, um, we face the unexpected all the time. Life has a way of throwing a wrench into our plans and how we would lay out our lives to be and we want things to go a certain way. But. More times than not, things get completely off track than what we want. Uh, we get caught off guard. We get we throw we're thrown off the tracks. We're derailed, and it leaves us asking the question: Is there anything I can do to prepare myself for these unexpected twists in life? Because nobody can predict accidents. Um, and I think over a month ago, uh, the world stood still when we found out the news about Kobe Bryant and how he, him, and his daughter, and you know, a dozen other people had passed away from a helicopter crash. Nobody could have predicted his death. Nobody could have predicted that on that day, he would have died. And in life, nobody can predict anything. And here's the truth. We live in an unpredictable world. And in just my few 20-something years of being alive, I've seen unpredictability take its form in the place of divorce, um, breakups, sickness, injuries, accidents, and death. The unpredictable circumstances that life brings us are not uncommon to the rest of us. We've all been through things that we didn't predict. We've all faced, we have all been faced with something uncomfortable that we didn't see coming. And we've all experienced things that completely threw us off guard. And if you're listening to this and you can't resonate with me, I'm being thrown off guard. May I just remind you that literally no one knew that Darth Vader was Luke's father, (laughs) But putting all joking aside, it's so true. Life has thrown us off guard. And I'm sure most of us have asked the question, how did I get here? How did I get to the spot where things are, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this season. And maybe even some of us find ourselves asking the question, why did God take me here? Why did God put me in this spot? Surprises didn't start didn't, they didn't start happening after Jesus left earth. Even when he was walking with his disciples, people who trusted him, there were still things that happened that threw them off. And we can look at countless stories through scripture, but if there's any story in the Bible that I can think of, it's when Jesus and his disciples hopped in a boat in Mark chapter four, basically what was happening was Jesus was um, sharing these parables with a huge crowd right before this happened. And he wanted to go to this other side of the Sea of Galilee, which was right near him. So him and his disciples, they hopped into a boat. They got in it. And midway through the lake or through the sea, um, a huge storm came. And this storm was completely out of nowhere. Um, Like it almost happened like instantly. Nobody knew it was coming. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gotten the boat. Um, and during this, the disciples were freaking out. They were tweaking and Jesus was asleep he, and he was asleep in a boat, which still blows my mind how someone can be completely asleep during a huge storm that's happening all around them. Um, but then again, I am a heavy sleeper. So, uh, but anyway, the, he was asleep and the disciples were freaking out. And so what they did was they woke him up all worried and asked him if he even cared. And they even said, uh, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, I'm going to split this story in two sections. So I'm going to start, stop right there um, and then go back into it later. But this is what fear sounds like. Fear sounds panicked, afraid, worried, nervous. All these disciples were just doing a very human thing, which was being afraid, fearing. The disciples were afraid of the winds and the waves and the storm all around them because they didn't see the storm coming. Therefore, they got caught in the middle of it. They face the unpredictable storm. And I think most of us feel the same way when we get caught in our own storms. We feel afraid. And when we're in the storm, our prayers consist of, God, please take this pain away. You know, God, please stop. Stop what's going on around me and take me out of this. God, please heal this sickness. God, please do something. And the nature of our storms can cause us to flip the script on how we view God. Because one minute, when things are predictable, uh, we are more than okay with praising Him. I know when I'm when I'm in a good season and when things are going according to my plan or His plan, um, which sometimes is hard to differentiate. Um, listening, I, I find myself listening to some upbeat worship songs like "He is faithful, He is good." Um, you know, I feel loved. I feel accepted by Him, regardless of how screwed up I think I am. I feel like the community around me is good. Um, I know who he is. I know what he's done. I know who I am in him. I walk in the light. I live in grace. You know, things are predictable, right? Things almost seem to have a pattern going on when things are good. But what if that isn't faith, but predictability, which is actually just comfort in disguise? What if we are so concerned about being comfortable that we forget what real, genuine faith looks like? Because when storms come and we get thrown off guard, Most of our natural response to God is, where are you? What do you, why are you doing this? And who are you? Do I even know you? All these questions start raising up when we are thrown off guard because we always put God in a box saying, if he's good, then he'll keep us in this season for as long as we want. He'll keep us in a good, upbeat, you know, positive attitude. But when things get serious and things get rough, that's when we ask him, who are you? The trials we endure make or break our faith it's in those moments where life can be messy and things are off and we have to ask ourselves am i going to trust god even when i can't see what's ahead it's almost like the storms we go through is like a thick fog okay fog is dangerous um as kids you know school can can be can be completely called off because of fog but why because fog isn't visible it's not always visible We would much rather stay inside our comfortable houses and stay safe. And just like the trials and hard seasons we go through, we want more than anything to know that we are safe. It's our comfort zone. It's, it's where we feel at peace. But when we're in the middle of storms and we can't always see what's ahead. And when these hard times come, we don't know what will happen in these times. We just want security. You know, we just want peace and more so we just want our minds at peace. But the key to staying in the storm is trusting who God is. And the key to staying in the storm, and not only staying in it, but fighting through it, and eventually coming out on the other side, is just trusting who God is, what he can do, and what his power is capable of. Which ultimately brings us back to the story in Mark 4. So recap, the disciples are freaking out. Jesus is asleep. They wake him up and ask him if he cares about the storm. And, you know and during that moment scripture says that he got up rebuked the wind and spoke to the waves to be quiet and still the wind died down instantly and the water was calm jesus said to the disciples why are you afraid do you still have no faith and that's the question that god has for us do you still not have any faith do you still not believe in my power do you still not trust me? It's a little intimidating, in my opinion. It's intimidating for God to ask us, hey, do you trust me? <laughs> because when we're on a mountaintop season and things are going good, we have no reason not to trust Him. Things are going good, things are going, going according to what we want for our plan to be. After all, we're doing well, right? But that's not what Jesus is asking. Jesus is asking, do you trust me now? even when it doesn't seem predictable. It's almost like he didn't ask the disciples when the sun was out and things were good. He asked them right after the storm, right after he calmed the storm, he asked them, do you trust me? But he asked them when the storm was completely calm, right after they had just gone through something and they were, they were soaking wet and they were still afraid. I'm, I'm picturing them being still nervous, even though this, the storm was gone, but he asked them right after and said, Do you trust me? I'm determined that our trusting in God is determined by how much we cling to him in our times of need. Because like I said, it's easy to trust God when things are predictable and life is going good and things are going our way. But what about when the cancer results come back? What about when you find out your girlfriend was cheating on you the whole time? What about when you lose your job and you don't have any money left for rent? It's in those moments that Jesus asks us, Do you trust that I'm still good? Do you trust me even when things don't seem so trustworthy? Do you trust me when things don't go your way? Do you trust me? Because here's the reality, it's okay to question it. We all doubt. And even Thomas, who was one of the disciples who walked beside Jesus and he saw him do incredible miracles and saw him change lives, even he doubted. And because he doubted, he even got nicknamed Doubting Thomas. But we can learn a lot from Thomas because when all seemed lost, when Jesus was in the grave, he didn't smile away his pain. He doubted. And when we see that hope seems lost and the clouds roll over our, our sons, we doubt too. We doubt if what's happening is actually part of God's plan after all. But here's the hope. God is working all things out. Good isn't just something he does. It's who he is. It's in his identity. It's in his DNA. Because in the middle of that storm that the disciples unpredictably found themselves in, they experienced the power of Jesus, who doesn't just stop the storm, but is with them in it. And that's the miracle of that whole story is not that he stopped it, but that he was in it, that he was there, that he was in the middle of the storm with them. And he still said to them, do you trust me? Do you trust that I can stop this storm anytime? He's like, you are not, you don't have to be afraid. I am with you. Erwin Lutzer, a pastor in Chicago at Moody Church once said, if you're in a storm, it doesn't mean you're out of his presence. And just because our storms seem like a fog, it doesn't mean he has left us or will leave us. He is still in that fog. He was still in the boat and he's still with you. We live in an unpredictable world, but there's a predictable God who doesn't leave us behind. When life throws us off guard, you know, we feel tossed and turned, but there's only one hope that we can cling to at the end of the day. There's only one hope that we can turn to. There's only one hope that we can go to in our times of need, and it's this. He is with us. He sees us. He knows us. He knows what we're going through, and we're not alone. Our storms may shake us to the core of who we are and cause us to question who God is, but God hasn't changed and we are still his. He's the God of miracles. In my storms of my parents getting divorced, he's brought the miracle of fatherhood to my life. He became a father when, you know, parent influence wasn't the greatest in that season. In the storm of breakups, he's shown me that he was enough, that I didn't have to turn to somebody else to feel complete. You know, in, in, the, in the storms of uh, suicidal thoughts, he revealed my worth. He revealed that I created you perfectly, beautifully. Our storms don't have to make or break our faith. But what they can be are tools that we can cling, cling to. And we can cling on to him more tightly and firmly. Because just like Psalm 18 says, it says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer the rock in whom I take refuge. He is the rock when the winds push us around. And rocks are firm. Rocks are not like sand where we sink in. Rocks are not like mud where we get dirty in the process. Rocks are firm and we can cling on to them and we can hold on to them. They are strong. And God is the rock. He is the rock that we can take refuge in. So when life throws us off, hold on to him. So challenge of the week, people go through hard seasons and difficult trials. If you know someone going through one, reach out to them. And if you don't know anyone who's currently going through one, be on the lookout and look and listen to them. That's the key. When people are hurting, they don't, they want to know that they are hurt. They don't want to just be told what to do because of their situation. You know, nobody likes that. Nobody ever feels complete from that. We can't fix their heartache by putting a Band-Aid-sized Bible verse on their situation, but we can actively listen. People would much rather feel heard than preached to. So listen to them and love on them in the season. So I hope today's episode encouraged you and helped you realize that you or someone you know who's going through something is not alone. He is with us, and that's a promise he keeps. We'll see you guys later.